Hello, welcome to another episode of Block Talk. Today, I'm here with David Havera with GE Aviation Digital. This is a two-part series. This is our second time talking to you here. Um, welcome. Yeah, hey, happy to be back and continue the conversation. Yeah, and so for those that weren't here last time, um, just as a brief recap, we've been talking to uh, David Havera, who is the blockchain leader for GE Aviation, running all their, their blockchain programs. And you know what we talked about was their journey. Uh, the, the key decisions that they made, why they chose blockchain, some of the areas where they think this will start to permeate within their supply chain, and some really key examples. So if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Um, so building on our previous conversation, yeah. David, um, you know, obviously we talked about there's all this great digital ecosystem stuff that we can start to tie everything together. Yeah. But the lowest common denominator is, well, what about the actual ledger itself? Yep. And there's no shortage of, of choices out in the marketplace. Yeah. And as you know, with, with Microsoft, you know, our philosophy is to be agnostic and really give you the choice. And so for you, you know, how do you think about the ledgers and, you know, how did you come about uh, with, you know, choosing a specific ledger for GE and where you're at with that choice? Yeah, no, I mean, I would also say just kind of echo that we believe that we're also agnostic as well from a ledger perspective. And I think that really the technology today is still emerging. And the last thing you want to do is you want to put all your bets um, in one particular area and then limit yourself by not continuing to study the evolution and the adoption. And as I kind of alluded to in the last episode, I spoke with Martha Bennett at Forrester and she really educated me about the history of the internet. And she said, um, during that time, she was younger in her career, and she actually remembers a lot of the tech providers were rushing to create their own version of the Internet. So right. it, it feels like eventually that we will get to a point where blockchain will be more of a scaffolding. It'll all integrate, and it won't really matter from a ledger perspective. You'll get the benefits. But until that happens, we want to definitely be agile. We want to be agnostic. We want to be customer first. And in order to do that, we're keeping our eyes on, you know, the leading uh, ledger technologies. And so as you're choosing a ledger, yep. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got to think about a lot of different things being yeah. in aviation. I mean, it's protecting people, yeah. you know, so safety is a key part. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure since you're a global company that there's going to be all sorts of different regulations. Yeah. You know, what are some of the, the, the key things that you're looking for from a ledger from your perspective? Yeah, I think um, there's there's three or four things. First and foremost, it has to have a strong track record. Um, so you look at some of the major players like Ethereum, you can just Google and see all its work in the kind of the public chain domain and a lot of the great things that it's doing there. Then you have Corda, which has done great from an adoption standpoint in the financial financial uh, markets. Then you have um, Hyperledger, which has done a lot of good work in the shipping industry as well as in the food industry. So for us, we really want to make sure that we're choosing something that's uh, been tried and tested because um, we're not going to want to go. We're, we are just entering, I would say, the production ready kind of blockchain game. So we're going to go and benchmark some of these other industries and their learnings and blockchain advancements. And then I really do believe it needs to be open source because you're going to want to go and have the ability for customers um, as well as yourself to go in and invest and study it and open source drives kind of that mindset where you can you can test it you can get deep into it um, in addition to that i also believe it needs to be enterprise supported 
Um, as much as I love our customers, I don't want to be on call 24-7 if, if something goes wrong, nor do I want to tell them to Google Stack Overflow if there's a question. So as we're going into a very complicated um, industry with safety's paramount uh, importance and we're putting very critical transactions on the chain, we need uh, enterprise level ready support, um, which I believe Hyperledger, Corda, and Consensus offer from an Ethereum perspective. And then I also think you need a strong development community kind of behind it because you're going to want developers not only, you know, driving uh, collaboration and evolving within your value straight uh, value stream. So, um, you know, even if you're not a, a customer of ours, we would still want you to start um, figuring out ways to contribute to the blockchain. So I think having a strong uh, developer community, which all the, the main key players in blockchain do is. So from a ledger perspective. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really loved uh, the analysis that you put together. Yeah. I'm going to uh, embarrass you a little bit here, perhaps, <laughs> is, you know, I, I think there's some important characteristics that you're looking at here. Yeah. And, you know, to kind of get into kind of the salient points here, you know, looking at the governing entity behind some of these yeah. uh, ledgers, you know, is it primarily driven from a for-profit perspective, yeah. uh, from a typical company? Yeah. Uh, is it in an open source type of realm or is yeah. it somewhere in between? Yeah. And so those are really important aspects to understand yeah. whenever you pick kind of your long-term ledger choice. Yeah. But also I like some, some of your thing, uh, key thinking around uh, track record as far as industry is concerned. Yeah. And so understanding that, uh, you know, some of these ledgers have had to pick a place to start. Yeah. And understanding, you know, the key business drivers that yeah. are driving some of those decisions on the functionality yeah. in those ledgers as well. Yeah. Um, maybe from that perspective, you know, what, what would be some of your feedback uh, with some of these ledgers that are pros and cons? Let's say you take a like Corda that's been in financial services versus like a hyperledger. Uh, what do you think some of the um, differences there are? Yeah, no, the, I would say one of the benefits of Corda that I like is that you're going to have a more common language like a Java or a Kotlin that it's easier to kind of skill up in that. Um, I think Go um, is a little bit more boutique. I think also Solidity is even the most extreme from a boutique perspective. But I think, you know, there's going to be a challenge on, on Corda side as they're moving from a very financial transactional basis to a supply chain basis that um, that they'll have to work to integrate their product. I think that IBM and Hyperledger, they're, they're uniquely built. They have great market share around that too. And I also think on the IBM side, you're getting the whole backing of their, you know, their business and consulting angle that they can help you spin up quickly too. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But both are great options. Yeah, so it sounds like you've put quite a bit of thought yeah. into this. Yeah, no, we've studied and again, uh, we expect this, our industry is run by engineers, right? So we're gonna get very detailed with customers. We expect it. We've already gotten a lot of questions on your ledger choice. So we just like to put the pros and cons out to them. Um, you know, and then say, you know, for this pilot, we'll try piloting um, this ledger and then we'll kind of see what we get and see which one fits the best. Because we, we don't know. I mean, we have theories around which one could work for which use case, but you ultimately don't know in, until you work with your customer and see what makes them the happiest. So it sounds like really your next step here is, you yeah. know, you've evaluated all your options. Yeah. Uh, have you built like prototypes in some of these ledgers? Yeah, most of our prototypes over the past years have been on Ethereum. And that's because um, it was really just 
it was the easiest one easy to go off the ground. Yeah, yeah, easy off the ground. And there's probably the strongest development community there. Um, but now as we're thinking about it more with more mature kind of enterprise models, I think that we have incubated um, on Corda and we're interested to see about how a lot of those um, transactional, like if you're selling and buying an asset, how that can translate to the aviation industry. So there's a lot of good embedded things there, but just kind of understanding the what's out of the box of each of the blockchain uh, ledgers has really been fascinating to kind of weave in a big picture of how the, all these could converge, you know, for us as we're going to go offer um, to these solutions to customers. So I think we view it as a package as we're investing time in all the ledgers so that we can give our customer the best solution. Makes total sense. Yep. Yeah, and so from a, from an architectural perspective, yep. you know, what are do you think are some of the key architectural decisions you're going to make to integrate this with not only GE Aviation Digital but also with some of your customers as well? Yeah, no, and again, we kind of recapping. We've been in the blockchain space. I would say 20, 2016-ish, um, even before a lot of the tech providers, uh, Microsoft included, had a, a public kind of supported blockchain model that they advertise and, mm -hmm. and go to market. And one of the early problems where we really struggled with was that we would try to build the scaffolding of a platform and then solve our customer problems. And it wasn't scalable. So I think for us, it's it's building our products and our capabilities in a platform, in an ecosystem like Azure, having blockchain be that foundational certified level of data where you're getting the data and then disseminating it out across predictive maintenance, across asset um, transfers, across um, reconciliations, and then using the full breadth of uh, Azure to, to sell those products and, and using apps, using no-code logic apps, using uh, Microsoft expertise to help us get data from the field and from mm -hmm. customers, and then using things like Power BI and, and, and et cetera. So we're going to use the full capability of Azure, and I really think for blockchain to succeed, it's not just the blockchain, it's not just the ledger, it's how you interact and, and extract value from that data. I couldn't say it any better than that. I think that was a really great articulation. And so, you know, what I've heard you say is, is you've tested the legitimacy of this yeah. technology. Yeah. And now it's about figuring out, well, what are those enterprise use cases? How yeah. do we uh, productionalize this blockchain capability? Yeah. And so how are you thinking about this from a go-to-market perspective? Yeah. Yeah, I would say from a go-to-market perspective, a couple of things. Our, our true and, and branded philosophy on blockchain is it has to be paired with a change management paradigm for it to succeed. And a lot of times, and we've learned this the hard way too, if you blur a technical implementation with trying to optimize a process, it gets really messy. And it's Wait a second, a David. You're not, you're not going in and saying, hey, I've got blockchain. You should come and buy this? No. You're not I saying mean, that? Yeah. I, I mean, we all know blockchain is really overhyped, right? Yeah. So um, that may have worked a couple of years ago, but I, I think when we're at the peak of the hype cycle, but really what we want to be is realistic with customers and look and say, we can take your data today, how it is. It may take you two months to get us the data in that format, but then we can feed it into the chain. But really, if you want the solution to be lasting a year or two, three years from now, let's lean out your process of data, make it repeatable and reliable, and then we can perseverate it through in the chain. So that's a fundamental philosophy that um, that we go after. Um, 
Um, but how we're going to do this in structured business offerings is we're going to be very partner based. We're partnering with Microsoft um, as a platform. We're also bringing in other providers to to kind of help us build out our offerings because we know that we have a viewpoint in aviation, um, but we want to bring in people um, and companies that have to help shape us with a global view of what's going on in blockchain. I think that's really key because it's emerging and a lot of the right. information we need to be, um, will be better collectively than we could be individually, so. So it sounds like a very collaborative, inclusive based model. Yep. Obviously lots of questions are yeah. so open on, you know, yeah. how we do that, right? Yeah. Um, so, so that's fascinating. So uh, you're taking uh, this idea yep. and you've gone through some lean processes. Yep. And, you know, we've partnered together here yeah. over the past, what has it been, six, eight months, yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. And we're looking at this from a business perspective. Yeah. So many of these blockchain decisions are business decisions. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're rewriting your B2B relationships. Yeah. Yep. And so you and I have spent a lot of time yeah. just figuring out where are the most important areas of my business that yep. this would make sense? Yep. And where is blockchain specifically uh, uniquely beneficial? Yeah. And that wasn't an easy task, was it? No, I mean, it was really hard. And that's that's kind of what we're seeing. If you really want to get the most from this technology, sometimes you've, you've got to spend the investment up front to analyze where you need to change the most. And sometimes that's uncomfortable truth, right? But I think we found some of those areas where we really want to focus on are part traceability because um, in the industry today, if we have an aviation part that's used and it's missing any of its uh, history, flight history, maintenance records, it's unusable. Uh, right. We can't ever resell that. And we have hundreds, tens of millions of dollars of parts that are sitting, um, that are orphaned without that paperwork. And then a reconciliation of just doing work, you know, more seamlessly with customers on volume rebates or accounts receivable and accounts uh, payable cash settlement is going to be a huge one. Right. And, um, and then you also have the whole asset transfer piece that we talked about um, with the pallets of paper in, yeah. in the last uh, the last video. So I, those are kind of the, the areas that we're really focusing on from a business perspective. We're also kind of bolting on to, to not just offer a solution from a technical standpoint, but to add some education services to teach audiences and companies around what blockchain is and what it isn't, as well as to help um, our customers determine a specific ROI around the project to make sure that you're choosing the right fit, right? Yeah. Because um, you can know all this, but still not choose a project that's going to have the financial payback. And then, you know, that's not an ideal situation. Yeah, I think that's that last piece was really brilliant because, yeah. you know, oftentimes when when I engage with customers, yeah. it's a situation of we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's a matter of just not being versed in yeah. blockchain as a technology and all the different capabilities it can bring. Yeah. Uh, and then other cases, it's just taking that honest look at your business as yeah. well. Yep. No, absolutely. Awesome. Well, David, it's it's been a pleasure uh, following you on your journey, being included in, in yeah. on your journey. Uh, we look forward to continuing this conversation uh, with all of you. So again, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Block Talk, and we'll see you next time.